0: welcome to the public access podcast i am your host rusty and today i have uh the person who taught me to be a hypnotist Uh, i have not i don't know how much i've talked about hypnosis on this podcast i don't know if i have yet which is odd i assume i would have but maybe it's on other podcasts i don't know but so in 2018, I think, is when I started. I called up. I, I, I was searching uh, hypnosis in Portland, Oregon, and first guy on the list was was this person we're going to talk to here. And so I called him up, and I was like, Hey, what you know? What's what's going on with hypnosis? And this guy. Uh, talked to him, ended up talking for like 20, 25 minutes. And he said, well, you know, hey, come on in and we'll, we'll talk for a while. And so, I mean, I was, I was intrigued. I want to know what's going on and how to be a person who's a hypnotist. And so I go in there, I think the next day and I end up talking to him for probably an hour and a half, just, you know, fascinated about what was going on with hypnosis and how this works. And by that time, he uh, was offering his classes at the Northwest Hypnosis Institute, got me to sign up uh, and paid it right up and got me in there. And I was starting within probably within a, a month, at least if not sooner. But um, yeah, became one of the, the coolest things I've done and uh, awesome, awesome teacher, a lot of a lot of fun, unorthodox, but may, maybe the best. So without further idea, I want to introduce Bruce Terrell. How are you doing, Bruce?
1: I'm doing great.
0: That's good, It's good to hear. So, yeah, uh, I mean, so you've been a hypnotist for a long time. It's been, been. quite some time. So you started as a hypnotist in, how and what year? I guess 1960.
1: 1960.
0: Yep, I'm 80 years old now. Hi, 80 years old. So 1960 was what? I need to do my math. Uh, jeez. <laughs> About 60 years
1: ago.
0: 60 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you started this when you were 20 and you started becoming a hypnotist. And what got you to do this? Cause I mean, you I've I've heard a lot of your stories and uh, sure. I, there's there's a lot more that you know to know and there's ones that some people should know and you know I, I think this would be a good spot. So you got in, you became a hypnotist because
1: I get, I was interested in psychology at the time, majoring in psychology in college. And uh, I was very excited about uh, that as a career. And I discovered hypnosis, and I had no idea you could affect change so quickly with hypnosis compared to talk therapy. So once I found out that, I really wanted to get involved in that and learn all about it. Of course, in those days, they didn't have the internet, they didn't have, all kinds of hypnosis schools and all that sort of stuff. So you had to find a teacher and, uh, or get a book or something. Imagine that, a book, no I've internet. One of,
0: one of those things. Uh, with the, <laughs> yeah, one of those old fashioned deals. Yeah.
1: And so I became interested in that started learning hypnosis. And I've been doing that ever since.
0: Because So with uh, hypnosis as opposed to psychology, the rate for success and time was, I, I want to say, six times faster. I believe you uh, have that right, right well, here, if, um, for whoever is watching along.
1: Well, here's, a, here's a, an article. that It's kind of an old article, but th- this is out of the American Health Magazine. And there's a lot of articles like this but the average recovery rate uh, with psychoanalysis is about 38% recovery after 600 sessions. If you're gonna do behavior therapy, like rational emotive therapy, or you're gonna do uh, uh, any kind of um, uh, that sort of therapy, it's about 72% recovery after 22 sessions. But with hypnotherapy, the average is a 93% recovery after six sessions.
0: And so, and six sessions can be done in, you know, six days. Six days. So, I mean, yeah, with six days of that versus with, uh, yeah, and with 93%, whereas, yeah, with psychology after, you said,
1: 500? So, uh, it's... uh. Thirty-eight percent
0: recovery after six hundred sessions. 30, yeah, okay. Thirty-eight percent recovery out of six hundred. Yeah. Sessions, well, which, imagine. which I mean, is if you're doing it every day, that's almost two years going uh, seven days a week. Two years, and it's only you're only going to maybe get it. Maybe a third of the people will get it. That's average. And that's average. So, yeah. yeah, lucky if if you're getting that. So. I mean, that seems pretty wild. And I mean, back in 1960, uh, I mean, hypnosis, was it at a time where it was taboo? Or was it uh, more accepted then at a time? Because you said it goes through ebbs and flows if it's... It depends
1: on the area of the country you live in. It depends on the ethnic groups. It depends on the religious groups. It depends on, uh, uh, for medical schools, for dental schools, it just depends on the whim of whoever's running the school at the time. So it just kind of waxes and wanes, but uh, you can just imagine why insurance companies don't want to pay for mental health care. Uh, if, they, if you are going to uh, go to a, a psychiatrist and have 600 sessions, and you're going to pay 250 for each session, that's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a thirty-eight percent recovery. That that's kind of amazing. If you're yeah. going to do six sessions of hypnosis at one hundred and fifty, that's nine hundred bucks. Uh, that's quite a difference.
0: With a ninety-three percent success rate, right? And then you're not getting that person coming back after six. Nope. You're six, and then they're done, and you that's right. You, you, lo- you lose that customer. That customer mm-hmm. is. An and there's nothing, i'm not,
1: not trying to say anything disparaging or anything it's just the stats
0: yeah i don't know i mean that's the stats are pretty uh pretty smart and i mean it's it's hard to go away from that and you know it's is what it is i mean you can't really argue that and yeah i know what you can't you know keep uh a sick person, you know, a sick person's gonna be money forever. So sure. who wants who wants to heal someone fast and get them get them feeling good fast? So that's right. <laughs> that's that's what can be happening now. And so it's uh it's great. And so like so with that were you into um I mean you got into when so when you started I mean what was your trainer like your, um, your teacher?
1: Well, I had, I had several of them. Uh, the most significant one was a guy named Jeffrey Knight who had Knightsbridge Institute. And he was a, a fellow from England and um, he uh, was independently wealthy because he'd won the European lottery. And so he moved to America and uh, he was a actual solicitor in fact, he was the Beatles' attorney and Monty Python's attorney as well. And so uh, he um, decided to move to America and start uh, teaching people hypnosis. And I thought he was, had a really interesting approach. I belonged to, uh, for many years, uh, English uh, hypnosis associations and have a, a kind of an interesting approach because I have no, not only the American approach, but I have the European approach as well because I have that background.
0: So what are the main differences then between the American and European approach?
1: Well, the biggest difference is the uh, the uh, British approach is very much accepted uh, by the populist by the medical community. I mean, it's really popular there. I mean, in America, we have a lot to overcome. You know, people are, uh, re- they don't understand what hypnosis is. And most of the people are, have a lot of fear about hypnosis. They have a lot of uh, uh, concern that they can't be hypnotized. They know that other people can, but they don't think they can be. But it's just because they don't understand hypnosis and hypnosis is a really common everyday thing. When you go to sleep at night, you go through a hypnagogic state. You go through that and you go from your awake brainwave into your hypnosis brainwave into your sleep brainwave, and then when you wake up, you go through a hypnopompic process every day. You go from that sleeping one to the hypnosis brainwaves, back up to your awake brainwaves, And so everybody does that. They think, well, I can't be hypnotized. Well, how do you go to sleep? You have to go through that deal to be able to go to sleep. The other thing is if you uh, uh, drive a car and you don't remember if you went past go through an intersection or a stop sign or something, you're in stage two hypnosis. If you daydream, if you get lost in a movie, if you get on the internet and get involved in a game or something, you're actually in hypnosis.
0: Yeah, And I mean, so it's, you know, really easy to do stuff. But I mean, that's why those uh, like on the side of the road, like I I just drove from Utah to Connecticut. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times I was hypnotized there. And those those little roadside signs, I mean, you're in that state just, uh, you know, being on uh, Highway 80 across the whole country, pretty much. You just you know there's not much to see everything's kind of the same it's easy to get in that state and i mean i remember you know seeing signs uh those little america signs or things things of that sort just stuff that's gonna be in there and it's it's in my head subconsciously and you know that's uh, they did a good job so and you know everything everything is hypnosis pretty much is kind of what yes what i've i've learned and uh yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty fascinating. and it's just I, I can't you know, I don't know, I can't get enough of it how it just how it works. and I mean, a lot of people, you know, when you tell them the first time that you know you say anything about hypnosis, they tell you a story of being on, you know, seeing the stage show every time. And then ninety percent of the time, I'll listen to them and let them tell the whole story because. You know every every story, whether they're the person that goes up there and you know they say that they only you know they they were up there for a little bit, but then they didn't pick them for the final part, but i I wasn't hypnotized, and yeah that was that's always a fun one to get into and um it's I mean it's amazing the amount of ways and just different ways I mean, if if it's that, just how fast someone you know a whole stage but i mean that with the roads or with movies or games i mean you're just getting a whole group of people all in that same state and able to put what needs to be in there in there and and you know with hypnosis there's the uh the good side and the the fucking the bad side and there's there's many different i mean it's with that kind of power you know, there's definitely ways to, you know, make it, yeah, you know, used for nefarious ways, but, sure, but the, but with the times that you got it going good, I mean, that's worth it. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a little trade off, but it's, I don't know, it's it's so cool and so. Nothing I ever thought I I'd be, doing, but when I saw it, it it made enough sense. It was like, okay, this this seems like something that's you know, that's something that could be uh, you know, interesting and I I could get into and so but your your courses yours are very different than many other teachers whereas a lot of theirs are more um with more using just reading parts of books and not as much interaction yours was much more us just practicing on each other um where you're just having that always having that training and then with you coming over and observing or giving your input and um i mean yeah i mean it worked and then plus you know every day with Being hypnotized, not just being hypnotized throughout the day, but then actually going and doing these one or two or three hypnotic sessions each time just walk driving away or walking away with a good smile on your face just feeling, Mm -hmm. feeling nice after, you know, being there and it was, it was always it was always fun and, uh, you know, however that worked. But so how did you get into doing it that way as opposed well, to the other?
1: Well, there's a, uh, many organizations that uh, you can belong to in hypnosis. There's uh, the one that I particularly like is the National Guild of Hypnotists. And it's out of New Hampshire and it's in over 80 countries. And they have a course called the Training and Certification Course and it is for people that know nothing about hypnosis, they're not psychologists, they don't have special training or anything, but they really want to be able to help people. And in today's world, if you want to be able to do some kind of therapy, or you want to be able to do some kind of work to make changes for people, it's pretty darn expensive. You have to go to college, you have to get student loans, you have to, it takes years, you have to do apprenticeships, you have to do all that stuff with the National Guild course, it's very, very different. The National Guild of Hypnotists course is 100 hours. That's all. And you think, well, my gosh, what can I learn in 100 hours? Well, what we teach in 100 hours is everything you need to do to be a consulting hypnotist or a certified hypnotist or a hypnotherapist. There are Primarily the same thing. It depends on the state you live in, what they call them. But uh, it's unique in that most hypnosis courses, uh, you go online and you watch videos, and then you take tests about the stuff you watched. Well, it's kind of the traditional educational system where you memorize stuff, you take a test on it, You forget most of the stuff you memorized, then you memorize some more stuff. It'd be kind of like learning to play the piano and you could learn about music theory and you could learn about the history of pianos and you could do all that stuff, but you still couldn't play the piano. The thing that makes you good at playing the piano is to play the piano. The thing that makes you a good hypnotist is to actually work with somebody and actually practice your hypnosis. The other thing that's unique about this course, the way that I have it, is you learn trance hypnosis, you learn conversational hypnosis, and you learn neurolinguistic programming. So you learn all three, and that's really really useful because you need all three. The other thing that's kind of unique about this one is that you don't just learn the techniques and the processes and the various things about hypnosis. You learn how it works and why it works. And the idea is you don't have to memorize, if you are gonna be a cook, you wouldn't have to memorize the whole recipe book. You just need to know how to use the recipe book and, and the principles of how to cook. Then if you get look up your recipe of chocolate chip cookies, You go, well, boy, I don't know, this thing doesn't have any walnuts in it. Uh, Can I put walnuts in this thing? Of course you can. And so the idea is when you're working with a client, you can personalize what you're doing for that client, but you don't have to spend years. I mean, there are courses that take four or five years to do, but you've got to do a lot of memorization with those courses. But the fact of the matter is you want to be able to know what this person needs and how to tailor make this session for that person uh, but some people are literally if they don't have a script that's for that particular thing they don't know what to do they're just if it's insomnia and they don't have an insomnia script they're lost they don't know what to do if uh they, if it's and they want somebody and they want to be able to do something for pain management they don't have a pain management script they don't know what to do but the people that graduate from this course that I teach understand how hypnosis works and why we do hypnosis. You can talk to the average hypnotist and ask them about hypnosis and they won't know what it is. I, I, I go to conventions and give talks and various things and talk to hypnotists and I'm always amazed that they don't actually understand what they're doing. They know how to kind of how to do it, but they don't know why they're doing it.
0: And yeah, I mean, that's a that's pretty big basic, principle of what's going on and then being able to you know that's like being able to do some sort of performance and have everything mapped out one way this worked one time and then you do it and nobody cares and then you keep on doing it anyway and you don't you're not able to pivot and then make it correct for that person and be able to keep them going to the place they need to get to instead of just falling apart because i don't have the full script in front of me i don't know what to do i don't know how to change this
1: so i'll just give you a, a little example uh of what hypnosis is and why you do hypnosis hypnosis is a natural thing that we do every day as i already mentioned and that means we we have in our beta brain wave we're awake that's where we think we reason we experience things and so forth we when we experience something we access our history to make sense out of it all of our memories are in our subconscious part that's the part we can't access with our awareness so we encounter something and we go we look at this thing and we go what And what in the world is is that thing? I'm going to have to look this thing up on Wikipedia to figure out what it is. That would be super cumbersome. But all we have to do is experience that. And we instantly access everything that we know about telephones. We know everything that know about cell phones, how to use it, what it is, all sorts of stuff. Instantly. Imagine how fast we're putting language together. Uh, Your subconscious mind just works lightning fast with amazing amounts of information. The conscious mind works very cumbersome, slow with tiny amounts of information. So what happens is we go through life and we have experiences and we record them. Well, sometimes we'll have uh, different kinds of experiences that, that we call in hypnosis imprinting, or it's a initial sensitizing event. Maybe we got scared. Maybe we got upset about something. And it would be like if I were walking in one of the, I live in Oregon, so I'm walking one of these wonderful forest trails. And I walk down there and go past a big rock and a dinosaur jumps out and chases me and tries to eat me up. Well, for some reason, I'm anxious around big rocks now because I got this big, I've got this imprint about when I went by the big rocks, the dinosaur jumped out and chased me. Well, it doesn't do much good to go to talk therapy and say, well, guess what? The dinosaurs died out millions of years ago. You don't have to be scared of the big rock anymore. Too bad. I'm still scared of the big rock. So how do I get over being scared of the big rock? The way you do that is you actually create an experience or you change what that imprint means. And you can do that very easily in hypnosis, or you can do it with a real experience. When you go from your awake brainwave into your hypnosis brainwave, you uh can't tell the difference with what you're experiencing the hypnosis brainwave from a real one. So the go ahead.
0: Oh, I, I was gonna say, and I mean, this is the one that like I've really enjoyed because. I've been able to do this one with clients where I have. uh, I mean, they don't have to tell me anything about what, why they're afraid of the rock or even mention the rock itself. They're just doing this all in their head. And uh, it was one of the ones where they um, play it over and over and, you know, desensitize enough to get to. The part where the event is not as uh, impactful. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's great because just, and especially too with now people doing Zoom so much, I mean, they don't have to go anywhere. They can can sit in their bed and you can, you don't have to say anything to anybody. And then you just, you say, hey, I'm done with this. It feels better. And then bring out hypnosis you're good to go and mm-hmm. i mean where else can you do that how <laughs> long has that taken with psychology how many years how many sessions and maybe you might feel better but i mean give give me an hour and a half and that part of you is not going to be a big deal anymore
1: terrific that rock
0: that rocks nothing
1: yeah but, well so the idea is uh we we create the conditions we create uh an experience for them where they can hypnotize themselves because all of hypnosis is self-hypnosis the person the client or the patient actually hypnotizes themselves we just create the conditions that allows them to go from that beta brain wave into their alpha brain wave into their theta brain wave into their delta brain waves And when they get into those brainwaves, they can't really tell the difference between that real experience and that imagined, that hypnosis experience. Why would we do that? The reason we do it is because we want them to have an experience that changes what they believe. Once they change what they believe, their behavior changes you can do that with a trance hypnosis and you can easily do it with conversational hypnosis.
0: Which is, uh, so then the difference between those uh, for someone, uh, so trance hypnosis as opposed to conversational hypnosis. Conversational hypnosis is, I mean, most of the time, you might not even know. You you might not know where in a trance, you're you're getting into it and you're I mean, but it's getting the same result. Yeah. Same result. Oh yeah. You're gonna you're gonna feel good.
1: All we I have mean. to do is change what they believe. I'll give you an example. Let's see, what be a good example? Oh, I know one. Uh a couple weeks ago I had a there's a state above Oregon called Washington, and there was a commercial real estate guy that called me up and uh, Uh, A number of years ago, they had a movie out called Jaws, and Jaws was about a shark, and our offices just got all kinds of people coming in. They couldn't get in the bathtub, and they couldn't go to the beach, and they didn't want to get in the swimming pool because the shark was going to get them, so we had to help them. Well, people get influenced by the media and by the internet and this and that, the big buzz right now is Alzheimer's. So people are all upset about getting Alzheimer's. So we're getting all these calls about that. And this guy called up and he says, have you got anything in your bag of tricks that'll help me with my memory? I said, I got all kinds of stuff that'll help you. I've been doing this a long time. I've had a lot of birthdays. He says, okay. Uh, I said, what's the matter? He says, you know what? I can't remember anything. I says, really, what's the matter? He says, well, I got Alzheimer's. And I says, well, Gosh, that's too bad. What'd the doctor say about that? Because we always check to find out what the medical people have to say. And he's and, the, and he said, well, they gave me a brain scan. They gave me a bunch of tests. They gave me all this stuff. And you know what? The doctor says I don't have Alzheimer's. But the doctor's wrong. He's not right. Make a mistake because I can remember names. I can remember dates. I can remember faces and appointments. I can't remember anything. And I got Alzheimer's. I said really well I realize I'm going to trust the doctor over him so I'm thinking he's got a belief that he can't remember I have to change what he believes I have to create a condition or an experience where he can he just realizes he can't forget instead of he can't remember so I said well I got a question for you I thought I'll use some hypnosis on him I'll use a conversation. So I said, hey, I got a question for you. He says, yeah, what? I said, how many fingers am I holding up? He said, two. I said, forget that. Said, what What do you mean? Forget what? Forget I held up the two fingers. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you've got Alzheimer's. You're not going to remember it. He says, are you trying to trick me? What are you doing? I said, nope, just want you to forget that. In fact, you should spend the next couple of days forgetting that. I bet you won't remember it. About three days later, he called me up and he says, you know, for an old frog, you're pretty smart. I can't forget those damn fingers you held up. You held up two fingers and I can't get that out of my head. I can't forget that. I said, how's your memory doing? He says, you know, funny thing, I'm starting to remember stuff a little bit better. So I checked up on him about a week or 10 days later and he says, you know what, my memory's coming back. I don't know what it is, but as soon as he, became changed what he believed from I can't remember to I can't forget whatever he believes he's right and so by golly his memory came back that's how you use conversational hypnosis example
0: that's yeah that's a great example and uh or the uh you know the remember the 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 monkey remember that that uh don't think of of the blue monkey don't (laughs) think of the blue monkey yeah i I still don't think about the blue monkey four (laughs) years later (laughs) i don't don't think about it it's nowhere and so yeah it's uh you know it does does the trick
1: and and you know you will be surprised at how fast you can program somebody just with conversational hypnosis And uh, I'll give you an example. Let's say if I were talking to you, I'm talking to Rusty and I goes, how does Bruce feel? And then you would say.
0: Bruce, Bruce feels so good. It's best of his life. He feels
1: good, right? Okay, listen to this. Bruce feels happy. Bruce feels happy. Bruce feels happy. You know how Bruce feels? Bruce feels happy. Bruce feels happy. Bruce feels happy. Bruce feels happy. How does Bruce feel?
0: Bruce feels happy.
1: Whoops. All I did was repeat it six times. And you put that in as a direct suggestion like that and think it's right in your mind. Affirmations, self-hypnosis, the average direct suggestion lasts 48 hours and less unless you repeat it. But if you repeat it, it becomes permanent. So it's very useful, but it changes what a person believes because you had a belief, Bruce feels good. Then Bruce feels happy. It's pretty close, but I could have made it anything.
0: And Bruce now feels happy. Bruce has felt happy.
1: Sure. So we can program somebody with direct suggestion. We can change the meaning of a memory by putting new information in it. So when they access it, it means something different we can create a new experience to change something they believe we can get them willing to experience something we can do something like the the systematic desensitization you were talking about about desensitizing a phobia a couple minutes ago where we have a stimulus a doggy and the response is panic we just build in a new response boom just like that
0: easy to do uh, every time the dog walks up to you the dog has uh some squeaky shoes on and those squeaky <laughs> shoes are funny they're not scary that's right every time the dog barks he sounds like uh you know uh sure like some whoever uh Rob, i can't think of christopher walken every time uh-huh. he parks he sounds like christopher walken you know that's not fun that's not scary yeah
1: Well, it's interesting how powerful hypnosis is. Uh, Some years ago, about, well, I guess quite a few years ago in 1940, there was a radio show in Portland, Oregon called the Squirrel Cage. And this guy was on there and had a little program for kids. And I was a little kid and I listened to it. It wasn't TV then. There was just the radio and, uh, uh, I thought that guy was pretty darn good. He had all kinds of funny voices and all kinds of things. And one day that guy packed up a suitcase and decided to go on down to Los Angeles. And he got a job at Warner Brothers and became the voice of Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig and Daffy Duck. And his name is Mel Blank. And you can look him up on uh, Wikipedia and you'll find out that at one time he was driving to work to go to the studio and he got in a car wreck and went into a coma and they couldn't awake the guy up. And weeks went by and they could not awaken him. They couldn't get him revived from this coma. And one day, a kind of a young smart alecky doctor walked in and he knew that Mel Blank was the voice of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and stuff. So just being a smart aleck, he walked past the guy's bed, the guy's out, he walks by his bed and goes, and what's up doc? And it popped him out of the coma. And it became oh. a basis of emerging people from comas. You, it's in the. You can see it in Wikipedia. It's an interesting story. Whoa. Well, that's a pretty cool thing. Well, uh, there's another guy named Milton Erickson that started all kinds of wonderful things with hypnosis, and he overcame all these limitations with polio and stuff. And there was another guy named Don Motton from Missouri, and Don Motton. Very famous guy who has the—he's uh, uh, runs the entire education department for 85 countries in for the National Guild of Hypnotists because the National Guild is the biggest and oldest hypnosis association in the world. So this guy's traveling around and doing all these things, and one day he has a stroke, and he ends up in the hospital, and he can't talk, he can't move, he's screwed. He, he's life is effectively over. And he remembered this uh, story about Mel Blank. and he re- and changing the way his brain worked, and he remembered these other things that happened with uh, Milton Erickson and some of these other people. And it was really fantastic because he said, "You know, I'm in bed. i I, I can't move. I can't talk." I don't want to give up i'm going to try to rewire my brain so he started to apply some of these hypnotic techniques and some of these kinds of things that he had learned and pretty soon he could move his fingers and pretty soon he could mumble something and pretty soon he could talk and pretty soon he could walk around with a walker and now he's out doing his classes again and he doesn't even need his walker and interestingly enough he's come up with a course or hypnotists that will enable them to rewire their subjects brains if they have a stroke and it's this course right here rewire the brain and you can actually rewire someone's brain that's had a stroke using hypnosis if you can do that you think I can get somebody off of cigarettes oh yeah <laughs> no problem
0: None at all um that's great. Uh yeah, that that's a good uh should be on the back of a bus right there. It should, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh so so you did so you've done hypnosis for a while and you've ventured into some other businesses of sorts. Oh yeah.
1: So oh, yeah, I've I've uh, I'm a business consultant as well. Uh, I had a uh, i was in uh, bruce lee's group in martial arts and uh, for 50 years i had franchised martial arts schools around the world so i had 25 martial arts schools if you look up uh, my name uh, on the internet uh, martial arts will come up somewhere connected to it Mm -hmm. Uh, but i had martial arts schools for goodness sake half a century Uh, i bought and sold properties i had printing companies i had a a foreign corporation in the country of mexico and an office in guadalajara and import export out of uh, mexico and the united states and uh, asia and different things like that but uh, so, I, I was the education chair for mortgages for oregon had mortgage brokerages in oregon and washington so i got to retire early now i do this because i enjoy it so much had so much fun
0: so i mean that's that's great you get to I mean, yeah, every day you, you were happy to be there. There wasn't a day came in. I, I saw Bruce just going, ah, Mondays or, you know, something like that. It's it's not in your your wheelhouse there. You don't you don't see Bruce. I know I've never seen this guy upset. So and <laughs> I mean it, yeah, he comes in every day just happy and you work how else can you do that? Who who else is doing that? Who else is walking around that happy every day? That's that's something that that's worth worth a look into hypnosis and self hypnosis. Oh, it is. Or, or you know, becoming a hypnotist, and I, I mean, yeah. And now that you can do classes for people all around the world, they can. I mean, people were coming from all around the world to come to uh, your school, and that's right. Now, they don't have to go anywhere they can you know people who don't have to pay for that you know trip to oregon they can just pay for the course i mean that's that's a game changer so i mean you got people yeah all over the world just coming for more and more courses and i mean as long as long as you're teaching them there's going to be people that are waiting waiting to go and get get more and more people becoming hypnotists it's a great world and it's so
1: amazing i mean gee whiz i i went to college and got a degree in psychology and all that that's pretty expensive you can for very reasonable you can take a a course on hypnosis and you can you won't have a huge debt load you can actually use it um 13% of the population smokes. In in the Portland area, there's a couple million people. We've got at least almost 300,000 people that are smoking and a whole bunch of them want to quit. The average hypnotist makes 350 bucks an hour. If you undercut that by $150 uh, and just charge 200, let's say you just work three hours a day and uh, maybe you just work five days a week. Don't worry, you don't work other days. So if you if you do if you're doing your your six hundred dollars a day times five times four, you're making twelve thousand dollars a month working three hours a day. That's not too bad.
0: Not too bad Question at all. Is,
1: how hard is it to get customers? It's not hard. I work. Uh, and average, I go to, I teach classes, normally seven days a week. I teach, uh, I have weekend classes, I have daytime classes uh, on the weekdays and I teach from nine to five and then from five to nine, I have clients.
0: So, I mean, that's that's still 12 times seven, seven days a week and just because because you love it.
1: Yeah, you so it's
0: not work. Yeah, but- No, yeah, I've never not been happy to hypnotize someone. You know, it's like I never say, "Oh gosh, I have to, I have to hypnotize three people today, and it's just going to be terrible." And you know what? The person that's hypnotizing them, they're going to be walking out feeling pretty all right too. So I mean, (laughs) Bruce hasn't figured out. I mean, (laughs) he he's got he's got it good, and so with that money.
1: You can imagine how how uh, worried I became when uh, Walmart eliminated the greeters. That was my fallback career. <laughs> remember when they took out the greeters from their stores? Yeah, I- Who's gonna hire an 80 year old? Nobody. And I, I, maybe I could work at McDonald's, but I was counting on that. But the fact of the matter is, if I can make a minimum of $150 an hour, from my home office. I don't even need, even need an office anymore. Now everything's done on by Zoom.
0: Uh, yeah, that, that's been a game changer, just being able to you know, have that part where people can just you know, sit in their chair, sit on, lay down on their bed. They don't have to go in. They can just do it without video if they want. They don't have to show their face nope. if they don't want to. And that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. If that's what you want, that's what's making you comfortable. Awesome. I will, I'll hypnotize you. Bruce will hypnotize you. You're going to get the same effect. And so go for it. Feel good. Feel good. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing wrong with feeling good. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty good. So if you want to uh, get a hold of Bruce, you got talkwithbruce.com. Uh, you can email him there, talk with Bruce, uh, at Gmail and look up the Northwest hypnosis, Northwest hypnosis Institute. Yep. Get that. Uh, yeah. Check it all out. And yeah. Thanks for being on Bruce. I appreciate it. Always, always fun talking with you. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully some people will be trying hypnosis now and get to know, get to feel good. Go go feel good. And I encourage people
1: uh, to call me up and I'll answer your questions and talk with you. I'm retired. So I got plenty of time and uh, I can give you my phone number. You can call me up or email me and I'll tell you all about hypnosis or hypnotherapy. And I recommend different schools for different people. I've trained a lot of people uh, in different things, pain management, hypnobirthing, all kinds of things. And if you want to specialize in something, I'll get you to the right place.
0: Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, get a hold of Bruce. Yeah, you got, you got any way to talk to him. Uh, when else are you going to get to do that? So enjoy it. And yeah, thanks again, Bruce and everybody uh, have a, I'm going to wave cause you know, you're all there. So uh, thanks for everyone listening. And yeah, that's, that's the show, man.